0: Ciao, ragazzi. It's my favorite time on the channel, to be honest. It's the final word, new look final word, first time ever guest final word. Love that. Mo, what's going on, brother?
1: How are you, everyone? Great to be here with Anthony. We're going to round up
0: the week and we're going to tell you what happened. Man, I can't wait. It was a busy week, busy week in Serie a. Lots of games to go through, some surprises, some eh. not so surprising, but You know, it's always a long segment, the final word. So I suggest we just jump right into it. What do you say, bro? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's start with Fiorentina versus Spezia. Look, you know what? An expected sort of result considering the magnitude of the sides. I thought Spezia were going to take it to Fiorentina a little bit more. But they played their regular game and they were actually caught out by a Fiorentina side who finally this season decided to actually capitalize on their chances and put the ball in the back of the net. Um, Mo, I'll talk to you. Ask you first of all. Fiorentina's first win in four games. Do you think that they can finally turn a corner and maybe save some sort of respect this season? And also, do you think that Spezia, despite their eh, limited consistency, do you think they're going to s- still be in a relegation dogfight as well? I'm actually don't think Spezia are
1: very good for 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 a side coming in from like uh, down. Like they are actually really good for uh like a, a side that just came from like uh, Serie B. But let's just put it this way. Spezia won against Napoli, Milan, right? And the one against, I think, Atalanta or something. I can't remember. But yeah. they did it. They did it. So this team turned up in big occasions. And we saw it we saw last week against Milan. They were great. They were fantastic. So I don't think they're going to be sucked into a relegation battle. As for Fiorentina, your question is, I'm going to turn your question a little bit and I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think Cesar Prandelli is actually doing the job that he was hired to do? The only one four games out of the 16 games he was hired to do, like, to manage. What do you think? I don't think he did. Cesar Prandelli is a big coach, big history. I, I like the guy but he just won four games. They are still down. Yes, they won
0: 3-0, but it's not looking good. What do you think? Look, brother, I think that, you know, despite his, you can call his managerial career, you know, like colorful with Galatasaray and Valencia. They're by no means small clubs. And then he obviously had his stint at Roman with the national team. He's got some pedigree, but he's not great. I wouldn't even call him that good anymore, to be honest, because in the latter stages of his career, he hasn't kept up with modern football very well. To come to this Fiorentina side and expect him to do much better than the previous manager is just another fault on um, Rocco Comiso, in my opinion, the Fiorentina president. Great guy. Sounds like he really, really wants the best for the club, but you got to question his managerial selections, mate. you really got to question that. It looks like he's handing out favours to the boys rather than scouting for a proper manager. And I think Yakini and Prandelli reflect that. Looking at Fiorentina's squad and their side, they're not awful. They're not 14th place, but they're not top six or top seven considering how competitive the Serie A has gone. So nothing really surprises me about the Viola at the moment apart from the fact that their club name and club press probably means a little bit more than the football that they're performing at at the moment. Let me ask a question, a touching question. You're an Inter
1: fan, I'm an Inter fan. Mourinho at Tottenham people are saying football are past Mourinho do you, do you compare both the same i know Mourinho is way more successful because Mourinho has a good squad Prandelli actually Prandelli has a very good squad with Fiorentina they're just not achieving they are underachieving do you can you compare the the, st- the 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 state of both that football has passed because you just said that he hasn't developed because people call Mourinho hasn't developed. And we're Inter fans, we're we're in love with Mourinho. Mourinho is is our big guy. Can you compare that the same state? Did did football just pass these people and they never
0: caught up with with this? What, What do you think? Look, to be honest, bro, I think Mourinho has reached a level that Prandelli could only dream about. And when you have that sort of experience, you have that sort of exposure to different realms of the football world in a sense that, you know, that he's just better all around Mourinho. What's going on at Tottenham, I've ne- I have never—I don't think I've seen a squad in Europe so unlucky in terms of injuries, man. They've got some sort of curse on them when it comes to that. I'm not saying it's an excuse because we've seen with our own eyes tactically how Jose Mourinho likes to play football and he is refusing to change. It's as simple as that. He really is. And I don't think that Tottenham squad has the sort of mentality that he's looking for. I think there are a bunch of talented athletes, but there aren't that many strong personalities in that side. And I think that they're just made to look exactly where they're going to look in a competitive league like England. People will say, well, then you have to expect a manager like Jose Mourinho with the players that he's got to be be able to dig them out of certain holes like that. I don't know, man. It's a crazy season. It's been a crazy 18 months for football. For me to criticize Mourinho and say he's finished, I can't do it yet. I can't do it yet the same way I can't say many things about football in the last year and a half. It's too many, it's too many. And I don't like to make predictions that my mouth can't cash at the end of the season as well. All right, let's move on to the next fixture, my bro. Um, Let's talk about Cagliari and Torino. (laughs) When Raja Mangolan moved, bro, I didn't care about anybody. I didn't care about anyone that was sentimental about this guy. I kind of wanted him to suffer as a footballer. And it looks like he may just suffer. Um, So before we go on and talk about big, bad Belotti, let's talk a tiny bit about Cagliari. Decent squad. Di Francesco sacked as early as this morning, if I'm not mistaken, but underperforming to the point of no return. No return.
1: Here you go. In front of you is the squad you look at the squad and you will never believe this squad will go into a relegation battle, right? João Pedro, a great player, right? cragnon we're talking about the second
0: goalie after Dunaroma in Serie A, right? Do you agree with this? I pre- well, up until this season, yeah. And even this season, he's still looking good because the Cagliari team's playing so bad. He's had a lot to do. Even- Godin, in- Cimioni. Simeone, Godin, Nathan
1: Nandes, Joao Pedro, Krangny, What what is going on? Even I know Marco Rogge is injured, but how is this team that bad? What What, what is happening? In my opinion, I think it was just a bad management. Something is, is disconnecting in the team. Every time I watch, every time I watch Caleri, It is an individual Joe Pedro play and there is no connection between him and and Simeone. Simeone is trying to prove something to other people. Diego Godin is there. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to stay at Inter, but they forced the move. So I think this is a squad that is disconnected. Nathan Landis, he played really good last season. He wanted a move. They never allowed the move. I think the squad is disconnected and they just kept falling and falling and falling and they never picked up. They never picked
0: up. You said (sighs) it, bro. The squad disconnected. That's the most perfect way of putting it. They're disconnected, bro. I can only imagine what the locker room looks like, man, at the end of every single game. It would look absolutely horrible. Um, You know, what do you think? Do you think they're going to drop down? Do you think they're going to be relegated? I think so. Me too.
1: I don't know what is going to happen. This, these are superstars, man. Joao Pedro. Joao Pedro is a superstar in Serie a. The guy is, as every season, he performs, right? He performed last season. He performs this season. He's not bad. Cranio, he's not going to stay Cranio, right? I think Nandes is going to leave. Diego Godin is going to find a way to leave. They're not going to go to Syria. B Be these guys. And then the problem is, is uh, that when these people leave, and you don't replace them with good players, the team never comes up again. And it, the drop keeps happening and happening and happening, and they never go up again. I remember, I can't remember the name of the team, that uh, Mihailović used to uh, coach uh, about like eight years ago. It was a, a force in Serie A, they used to beat everybody, and then they kept dropping, and now they're in Serie A. And I fear for Caleri, man, it's a big team, it's a big team in Serie A, and we, I don't want this to happen, but I think they're doomed. I think they're doomed.
0: Fair enough, man. Um, One team that isn't looking great still, despite the three points that they collected, is Torino. And, you know, one question mark has to be said about Mr. Belotti, who, you know, really deserves a better environment than to be sitting in 17th position on the ladder. Um, One win in the last five, Torino, and he's always just the driving force of this entire club, but it's time for him to move on unless he's really content with his career, looking the way it is now for the rest of it. Because Torino is a club that is not going to show the sort of ambition that a player like Andrea Belotti wants to achieve. He's as good as gone for me at the end of this season. What about you? I think he's, I think that the the
1: thing for me with Andrea Belotti is he's a poacher, if you can call him this way, a true number nine. you know what I see this season? I see Andrea Belotti lifting the team from the midfield. I've watched Torino a lot this season. I don't know why I have this thing for Torino. I, like, I know people say they play bad, but every time I watch Torino, they never play bad, by the way. It's just... We've
0: been, saying, we've been saying on this channel since the start. Every time we've done a podcast, we've said Torino aren't awful. They're not a bad team. They just, yes, mentality-wise, yeah. they suck. Cagliari suck, right? They yeah, suck. Yeah. But Torino, they don't.
1: They're just unlucky. Something hey. is wrong. They have good players that write back the new kid. He's great. And Saldi is doing okay. Of hey, course, he's well. an ex-Inter. So, but let me, I for me, Andrea Bellotti, is he gonna suit a team like Inter, Juventus, Milan? What I mean by this, I mean the dominating teams. Some strikers, when they go to a team that is dominating, it is very hard for them to adapt. From a team that is always on a counter attacking, and they have space to run, they have spaces to play, to a team like the big guys, where they always have the ball, like the Napolis, the Enters. These teams, they have 50 to 60 to 70% position every time. You don't have that space to run. It's only some games, like when we saw Inter, we come and talk about uh, Milan and Inter later and how Lukaku and Lautaro had the space. But you're not going to get the space against the smaller teams, which is 16 teams out of the 20, right? So do, Yo. you think Belotti, do you think Bilotti will succeed in a team from the very, very big guys that don't have space and he's not going to have that fight, like the space to run and do all the work? Do you think he's more suited to a solo, or do you think he's more suited to a Fiorentina, a Hellas Verona, or he is a top six player? So for okay. me,
0: go ahead. I get what you're saying. I think he's as big as his ambition can be. And at the end of the day, as a classic number nine, um, a nice healthy dose of luck doesn't help when you're, when you're shooting at the ball at goal as well. I think wherever Bellotti goes in Italy, he will succeed. If he went to an Inter, a Juventus, a Milan, I think he's a Milan fan, um, which means that could push him in that direction. I think he will succeed. I think abroad he would struggle immensely to adapt because he is just one of those players that is so suited, in my opinion, to his role and performance in Serie A. Um, I would see it going worse for when Chiro then moves to Borussia Dortmund, to be honest. Twice as bad for Lotti moving abroad. So yeah, let's just leave it at that. Um, Lazio. See, you gotta, you've gotta respect Lazio, man, because they will dig them out of the dumps. They are they are really good reactive-wise, the last few seasons, man. I always expect them to be there when people are ready to count them out. Simeone and Zagi and this team have an identity. They know how to play, they know each other, and I think that them getting the win against Sampdoria, even though they weren't great at times, you always knew they were gonna grab that goal. Chiro Immobile is proving that, you know, he's not just a penalty merchant, although we always knew, if you have been watching him from the start of his career, even at his Torino days, you know he's not a penalty merchant. He has just struggled to bring his Serie A form to the, um, the national team table. Lazio with another three points. I'll ask Mo before we move on to the topics of the match. Actually, no, it is one of the topics. Lazio is pushing for top four. I said at the start of the season that I expect them to make the top four, even when everybody else did not. I think my pick, if I'm not mistaken, was Juventus first, Inter second, For some reason, I can't remember who I had third. I think it was Napoli. So I think I'm going to be wrong on that one, to be honest. It was Napoli-Lazio. That was my top four. I Um, remember
1: you. Yes, I remember you.
0: Yeah, it was Napoli-Lazio, I'm pretty sure. And I had Milan in fifth. That could still happen. Uh, But we'll get to that soon. Um, The top four, Mo, I think this might be the first time we've asked you on Inter worldwide. Maybe you can tell us your predicted top four. What it was at the start of the season, please. Not now. (laughs) and <laughs> um, then, then let's uh, go and talk
1: a little bit
0: about
1: Lazio. I expected Inter, Juventus, Napoli, Atalanta, to be honest.
0: Uh, okay.
1: So we went. Expect- from what I, I expected Napoli, I expected Inter to win, Juventus to come second, uh, uh, Napoli and Atalanta third and fourth. This is what I expected. As for Lazio top four, it's very tight. Depends who's going to do who's gonna keep the squad, in my opinion, depends who's gonna go out of Europe first. From Atalanta, uh, uh, Milan, Juventus, uh, we're out. Inter is out, right? We don't have Europe, right? Yeah. So it's uh, whoever is gonna go out uh, is Napoli. It looks like Napoli is gonna be the first to go out, right, after the last uh, Thursday. I'm expecting Atalanta. I I, I watch Atalanta, confident team but we'll talk about that later with the Napoli game. But for me, there is a question that is gonna come at the end. Which team is the best to represent Italy next to Inter Milan UV in Champions League? I'm gonna ask you this later, but for me, I think Lazio has a 30% chance of making top four, which is a big chance considering we're talking about Atalanta, Roma, Napoli, Lazio 4 teams. So Lazio probably has a third of the chance to make it. Because I think uh, somehow Simone Inzaghi has this way of keeping the squad fit, especially the main players. He finds a way. He finds a way. But let me ask you, Anthony, a big question here. Do you think they can keep Milinkovic Savage and Luis Alberto? Because they are, one of them is, is I think, 28 and one is 29. That's a prime, right? This is when you get the last contract of your uh, career, the big contract you think they can
0: keep them if they don't make top four? If they don't make top four? Hell no. Hell no, 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 no. They're going to need money in some way. And since uh, Lotito doesn't do shirt sponsors, he's going to have to raise some other sort of revenue. It's the best time for him to sell these players. They're still both coming off what we'd still call, as you said, peak years, peak seasons. Savage's form has been so consistent, man. Got to take his hat off to him. He's the most consistent midfielder this half of the decade, this last five years in Serie A, in my opinion. Um, You can debate that. I'm sure there's plenty other names we could bring to the table. But if you ask me, Anthony, who's the best midfielder in Serie A last five years, I say Milinkovic Savage. And it's time for him to go and get that bigger contract, unless he loves Lazio so much he wants to stay, which I think Lotito will be okay with as well. Luis Alberto, I can definitely see making the move. To the Premier League or to Spain, definitely. I just think he's more flair style attacking of play. He won't feel as at home or as limited by his tactical role. A the City, he hasn't been. How long has Luis Alberto been at lazio now?
1: Uh, I I can't remember exactly, but about uh, five, yeah. five five or four yeah. years at least, like which that. is a long time. And the guy is very consistent.
0: And yeah, he's a great player, man. But I think <sighs> knowing Lotito and he's going to have to raise money some way in this COVID Mercato that's coming up. And I think one of the best things is he might sit down and say, hey, I've got two world-class midfielders. Now's the best time to cash in on one of them while the going's good and while it doesn't represent such a detriment to the next cl- next season of the club. So I hope that answers your question, bro. And um, yes. I've got a counter one for you to finish off this fixture. Sampdoria, hmm. I remember the first like three, four games this season. I think I was speaking with Mario and we were like, dude, these guys might get relegated. But they have shown that they will survive the drop. I have almost no doubt about that. They're already 15 points clear of safety, which means that, you know, they don't have to do much besides win a few games and draw the rest. But Ranieri, doing what he does in his best caretaker way, man. And I don't think he is the caretaker at Sampdoria. I think you'll see him there for another couple of seasons after this one, um, unless of course they start to flirt with the relegation battle, in which case in Italy, it's pretty much clockwork that you get the sack if you're flirting with relegation. So do you think that they can push on for a top 10 finish bro? Or do you see them sort of dying off in the later half of the season then? If they can keep it consistent because the team behind them,
1: which we're gonna talk about next is is on form, is a team hmm. in form. Uh, we, can, we can see it right away, the team is in form. Is Genoa? Genoa has been has not lost in the last six games. So it depends. Now it's in Sampdoria's hands. They are four points ahead of Genoa, but I think it's between these these two teams. But I, I think it's good for Serie A, Sampdoria, and, and with the their squad is good if they make top ten. And I think they can do it. I think they have the squad. Ranieri is experienced enough to do it. And I think they deserve a top 10 because every, everybody thought that Sampdoria are going to get relegated in the beginning of the season, including us. And they're proving us wrong.
0: Yeah, 100 percent, man. I honestly did think they were going to be relegated. So let's go on and talk about the other Genovese um, side in Genoa. You know, they actually did really well to get that draw because Verona have been, you know, quite good this season. And we're really looking at that chunk, that meaty middle chunk of the table um, right now. In which you know these teams probably aren't going to mount much of a challenge for that final europa league spot i think they'll fall off a little bit but hellas verona on the other hand they they might be able to get it genoa haven't lost in seven games and guess who they've got next bro yours truly we need to get that dub we need to get three points but this is not a match preview so let's just focus on genoa um Good for them, man. Ever since they decided to replace their manager, because to me, to me, in the half, first half of the season, they were a shoe in to get relegated. I thought if there's any Serie A side this season that's going to be dropped, it's going to be Genoa. But, dude, Matteo Destro, where the did he come from this season, man? Over to you.
1: no, no, no it's just called. Let's just call it the revival season for Matteo Destro, and he's been awesome, scoring left and right. Creating chances for his teammates, he's been playing fantastic, and and every every pundit and everybody just, I'm happy for a player when when they when everybody thinks that their career is over, and then suddenly they they, they come to life. I, I I wanted this for Balotelli as well because this is another example of someone who his their career died, and then Destro everybody, a move to a move to a move to a move, and now Destro is just doing great. He is playing, he is scoring. Do you think he has a chance
0: to go to the Euros? Uh, see, that's a big ask, man, because we're only going to have a limited squad to take. So what forward that's currently under Mancini's list would you drop? You ain't dropping anybody in that list for him. I don't know if Balotelli will make it. I don't think so. I don't think the, El Shaarawy has any plans to be in there either. I'm trying to think who you'd drop who's currently in there. So there
1: is only there's only two, right? we're thinking about only two we're t- we're, t- we're talking about Chiro and we're talking about Bellotti. he's oh, going to well, take I, four he's going to take
0: well, four well my third one which should be tattooed right now is Moseken, in my opinion i think he's definitely yes. in- found his okay. form in paris and i would take Moseken, and i hope i'm pronouncing his name right I, d- I don't know how to pronounce it but i think he's going to the to the euros to be honest and if he can stay disciplined and doesn't expect to start and sees this as an opportunistic period for his career he will do very well at those Euros, in my opinion. So, yeah. So, I think uh,
1: I think it's between Destro and uh, Qualiarella. Even though at, at, this, at this age, Qualiarella, he adds experience, man. Every and, and in Qualiarella with Atsori, he performs. He he does really well. And I think with this career, Qualarella deserves to go. This is my opinion. Just my opinion. No. Um. Uh, okay, let's uh.
0: Bro, Talk I was just looking it. at some stats underneath here. Like, Quagliarella like at 39. I don't know if you can take him to the Euros, bro. <laughs> I don't know if you can take him. That's They, they want to take Buffon. They want to take Buffon for an experience. So. Yeah, 39. Buffon yeah, is they're... 43. <laughs> He's a goalie. He's not going to play. <laughs> Man, that's so funny, bro. Sasuolo so, one, Bologna one. Disappointing result for De men. Um You know, as I've said in every final word, I expect them to literally stay where they are the whole season and not move. That's their position. Nobody goes in, nobody comes out. It's as simple as that. Um, Sassuolo, you know, you got to question why they're not winning as many games as they originally were. Um, Are they playing that same sort of attacking flair style that we came to love? But, you know, I think this is more just a, a chance for them as a club first to regroup and say, all right, we've done really well getting from point C to point B. Now let's regroup a little bit and try and A sustain it and make a few signings and move on again. Now you need to be adaptable in football. Projects don't necessarily last that long anymore, Mo. So what are your thoughts overall on Sassuolo and where do you see it all ending up for Deserbi? I
1: see Sassuolo and Verona are kind of like the same. It doesn't matter if they lose or win or tie. You enjoy watching them, right? You, you watch the solo, you love the football. It's fun, it's good, passing, they control Lucatel is good, Berardi is great, but somehow they don't win. They have this yeah. lapse. It's, it's this game bologna scored from like a mistake. I think a mistake, and, and it was just yeah. sometimes it's just crazy how players think and then they're just they get comfortable in the team playing and and making making things happen it's because it's a solo play is very smooth they move the ball smooth and i think this is something that somebody it's a, it's a, somebody needs to tell these players you are still not a top team you know like you are you still need to play your your uh, Your your defensive side of the game, it's not only offensive, it's not only offensive. Yes, we look an offensive team, they're fun team, but you still have to defend. This is what I think. Did Serpi, I don't think he's staying. Next season, going to a big team. Do you want my opinion? Do you want my my opinion? It's Napoli. It's Napoli. Next season, Did Serpi is in Napoli. If Gattuso, if they keep Gattuso till the end of the season, he's not staying. For some reason, they're not stable. Yeah, Gattuso is under a lot of heat from the fans. Yeah, and I think the Serb- little- and I think think about the squad in Napoli. It suits the Serb- It suits that smooth play, the passing, the wings, everything suits. It's just Sassolo with better players, with more experienced players. <laughs> I, think, I think that Serpi will go, will take Berardi with him, and that would be it.
0: I think so take Berardi with him and that'll be it. Napoli would be gaining in that sense. Um, Before we move on, you know, Bologna. um, Mihailovic doing his thing with the side, you know, 12th position altogether. But obviously Bologna fans would like to see a little more. In my opinion, I think Bologna should just be happy to survive relegation every season until they show some sort of ambition. You know, I love Rodrigo Palacio, but I feel like they plan to start him at striker for the next four seasons. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, which is he, which is why he, he, to Bologna apparently. Which is why we have to ask,
1: Mihalovic is good to be 12 and safe with this squad. You have uh, to be a very good coach, right?
0: Garbage squad, bro. It's a garbage <laughs> squad, man. And and to it's be safe. Is- opinion, Orsolini is the only one worth looking at. Like, you don't look at players like Andrea Polli. I don't even look at Soriano that much anymore. Gary Medel, I'd rather not look, to be honest. So, but yeah, But, very- but
1: Orsolini is leaving, right? Like, he is on loan from Juventus, right? They made that deal over their last uh, winter that they bought him, loaned him back,
0: but then the deal has something. But I think he's not staying, right? No, I'm I pretty guess. sure. Like- they sent him out on loan to Atalanta in, what was it, 2018? And then he came back and they sent him out on loan again. But then that move became permanent. So he's a Bologna uh, player. Uh, However, uh, there's probably an Agnelli clause in the bottom that says that Juventus will just sign him back for something like that. Buy,
1: buy, buy back for €15, Euros, something
0: like that. <laughs> probably the same way we did for Pinamonti, except they'll pay less to bring him back than they originally would have sent him for. Yep. Anyway, um, what's next? We've got to talk about Parma and Udinese, two of our bogey sides. Um, but, you know, I think we come up against Parma before we do against Udinese. The man on screen is Rodrigo De Paul, the only half-decent thing to look at in this Udinese side. Parma are winless in their last 14 games, though, which is Isn't absolutely... Isn't this crazy?
1: This crazy, is honest-
0: right? So, Like, honestly, we'll come back to the De Paul to winter rumour in a sec. So let's just start with Parma. This can't happen, bro. This can't happen again. Padma one of those sides because, you know, I started following Serie A in 1999. Um, I could never watch it, obviously, with the year, but yeah. I, would, I would listen to the scores on the radio in the morning when I woke up with my dad. We'd sit there together and listen to the scores. And Padma was always there. Padma was good. Padma was great. So I can't have part of my going through that again because to me they're a serie a side. Mm. It's the same way. Like there's a few sides in serie A that I've got a little bit of a, you know, not an attachment to, but you don't want to wish them unwell. However, we've known for a while that they've made some pretty shitty decisions in their back room and on their board for a while. This has been coming. They have no one to blame for them for this but themselves. So if can they we do think- uh,
1: Yeah. Can we remind our can we just tell our younger fans about what is Parma? Parma is uh, Verome, Parma is Buffon, right? Parma, Parma. is Buffon.
0: Parma Nedved. is Nedved. It's Nedved. Yeah, that's right, guys. Look it up if you've done like the Nedved. younger
1: the younger fans, guys. Guys, look up Parma ninety nine. Look up Parma. Ni- Parma ninety nine has some of the names you just hear the managed teams now. Their big names Parma and is history. Cristiano, yes. <laughs> Look up <laughs> look up this guys they had one of the best squads in Europe and if it comes to this and 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 we know that they had a financial problem they were they were dropped so uh, like down right to down Serie to Serie D yes and they came up they, they they rose from the ashes right and then right. I'm with Anthony here I I don't want to see Parma go down but yeah. the question is are they already relegated Anthony I think they are
0: Bro, they've only got 14 competition points in 23 games. They've only won two games. They've only won two games. Now, now I remember doing my last final word and going, holy shit, is that serious? Did they actually only win two games? They're winless in... Get ready for this, man. 14. 14 games. It's That's not horrible, sad.
1: bro. If yeah, you're yeah, a
0: Palma yeah. fan, you're waking up every morning hating your life at the moment. And I don't really wish that upon anybody but Juventus fans. So, um not good not good enough and you know what no, not good. let's just take let's just take Jadvernijo on a free at the end of the season and offer him the bare minimum wage because i swear to god <laughs> he'll jump at anything even though he's not the cut pl- player we'd be looking for is karamoa still our player is karamoa uh, still our player I don't think so i'm going to cross reference that right now yes 99% sure he is not our player still he's only 22 though there's still plenty of time for that he is now a Parma player, okay? So, no John on loan for a one year with an obligation to buy. I think we have made that deal permanent. However, I'd be more than happy to bring him back. He was showing some great potential at Inter. You remember we were on a real shit streak in Spalletti's first season. Yeah, yeah. Like, we hadn't won in like four games. There was like six games left till the end of the season. We were really starting to lose focus of top four. And this guy comes on on against Bologna and whacks one in after like four minutes. Yeah. Over onto his it was one of the best goals of the season. Yes, yes. I'm, he's a yeah. good
1: player. To be honest with you, he's a good player. He's very young. He's developing, but it's shame that he went to Parma. They thought they gonna build something this season, but it's not happening for them. Which is it's just shame. You know, it's just shame. Let's talk about Udinese then. Quick, 100%. go for it. Is Udinese safe? They are ten points ahead. Is Udinese yeah, yeah. safe?
0: These they are. Teams are- these teams are safe, not because mathematically, Mo, they are already safe. They are safe because the teams currently occupying the bottom three are so bad, so bad, that they're probably not going to get out of it. And right now, five points is not a lot if you're Torino, they're 17th. Five points is a fucking, excuse my language, mountain if you are Cagliari in 18. That five point gap in match day 23, my God, that's got to be giving you some serious anxiety going into every fixture. I don't see this bottom three capitalizing, man. I think this could be one season where you don't actually have a relegation fight on match day 38. So I can only yeah, agree that, with you. I can yeah, only agree
1: with you, yes.
0: If that's the case, let's move straight on to Rodrigo De Paul, A player that I would have said every single week, we can bring him in. But Christian Eriksen's form is brilliant. However... We still have a couple of midfielders on this team that we wouldn't mind shipping out. For me personally, Vecino's time at Inter is up. I don't see him coming back, especially after injury. We have set more of a higher standard physicality wise. I don't think he's going to adapt. Roberto Gagliadini, he's going to stay no matter what, but he is not a player like Rodrigo De Paul. So we don't really have to make that comparison. I do think De Paul is even more like Arturo Vidal than he is to Gagliadini, although they're still separate players. And Arturo Vidal, let's face it, is probably only going to be at Inter next season. After that, we'll probably be looking for ways to offload that contract. That being said, we still need to plan for the not too distant future. And I think Depor is the smartest investment. I am all hands on deck for him coming in, especially since Stefano Sensi can't sneeze without copping a four-week injury as well. DePaul's not, think- not the most creative player in the world but he's got some great creative tendencies for the role that he does play. He's very adaptable in the midfield. Antonio Conte would have a field day with this guy, Mo.
1: Yes. I think, uh, in my opinion, I think a very good option, if I'm uh, in Inter, I would trade Sensi for DePaul. Mm. I would trade Sensi for DePaul. It's, uh, I think this, uh, they can replace each other because if Christian Eriksen is, 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 is actually going to replace Christian Eriksen technically, Squad player, one-to-one, I think Cincy, the, the, the thing he adds to the squad, the, the, the weight he has to the squad is as much as DePaul will add to Enter. I'm not talking about technically because, I, as you said, we got Ericsson, but I think DePaul is a very good option to be added in the squad. If we want to compete in Europe, and Antonio Conti, the problem with him is he does not trust a lot of players, and this is why we did not rotate well when we played in Europe. We lost games. We're not playing very good in Syria, and I think someone like Depaul will add a lot of weight to our squad because he's a an Argentinian international. He plays very well, also with Lautaro. If Lautaro stays, is an extra link that we will have, and uh, that, I think he would be a very, very good addition to our squad. And I, I would like to see Inter move, but the financial and stuff we gotta offload. Before we come by, as you said, and I think we are ready to sell some players. And since I think
0: his book value, Sensi's book value is probably about twenty-three million. We're not going to get that price because the whole world has seen how injury-prone he is. But you know, if we could give him maybe fifteen million value to Udinese, it might only be putting another fifteen on top. Which even in this market would still be a very smart investment and something that Inter would do. Yes, absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: I hope that Sensi can be fit
1: Michi. and maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe play uh, like some, a little bit of a part in the last uh, 10, uh, 10 years, uh, 10, 10 games, I'm sorry. Hope so, I hope so, but uh, it's just, yeah. it's not, it's not easy to keep this guy fit. It's not easy, it's not easy, it's not easy.
0: It's not easy, bro, it's not easy. Anyway, let's move on to the best fixture of the match day. Lucky number seven. Uno, due, tre zero. Milano enerazzuro. Romelu Lukaku is the king. Nothing has gone right for Zlatan Ibrahimovic since he opened his mouth in that Coppa Italia game. I swear to God, I don't believe in voodoo, but that shit makes you think, bro. Honestly, (laughs) so Mo, I'm still buzzing because I'm buzzing more than I was last season when we beat them because this season, my Milan friends, fans who aren't my friends have found their voice. And this was a very, very satisfying derby victory, bro. So I must talk to you about it. In terms of context, you know, we don't really have to talk too much about the actual game. Is that okay with you? Because, you know- Absolutely. you've You've done your tactical analysis on the channel. Check it out, please. The link will be in the description of this one. It's fantastic. I've done my match reaction. We've done a podcast as well. So let's have a look at the talking points. Is Milan going to drop out of the top four, bro?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look at the table. Let's look at the table. Let's look at the table. This is the big thing. This is the big thing. Milan fans, I spoke with some on the podcast. We had a guest, Steve, from the Milan Weekly podcast. Great guy. Yes, and great guy. And he said that he would have taken top four in the beginning of the season, but he wants to see Milan win. They are four points from Juventus, but Juventus have a game in hand. And once Juventus reach that that, that one-point difference between Milan and Milan are playing Roma next week, we're going to come to the fixtures. They're going to be one point from third. And if they lose to Roma, they're going to be two points from fourth. And this is some worrying stuff, right? This is Big not time, easy. Man.
0: This is giving me PTSD from the seasons under Spalletti, bro. Real talk. Mm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
1: remember that season and then... Even the season, by the way, when we played Lazio the last game before the Vries move, we were good. And then at the end, we went to fifth, and then we had to play Lazio, and we had to win. It was... I fear for Milan.
0: but The only, I'm an... reason, the only reason we even got to play the last game to beat um, Lazio is because they choked to a 2-0 draw against Crotone on match day 37. Forza Crotone. Yeah, Crotone. yeah so Milan fans should be... A little bit worried
1: because uh, as you said they got so comfortable and it's it's not you drop two games they lost three games right they lost three games and then boom you are four points from the top where you have been 18 weeks on the top of the table you, you're four points from the top you are looking in the back mirror and know oh, Juventus is not there is there right next to you if they win their game in hand they're right next to you they're not in the back anymore You're not looking at people in the back. And then you're playing Roma next game, who we're going to come and talk about later. But Milan fans should worry. And I want to ask you something, Anthony, about this. Mm. Apart from the top four, what do you think is going to happen after Ibrahimović? I think, I see the games. I know that they win without Ibrahimović, but as a striker, they have people everywhere. Ben Nasser is young. Kessie is young. Mm. Shalhanoglu still has a lot of blood in him. Rafael Liao. What is going to happen to the striker
0: position? Are
1: they in a financial place to replace that big statue of Ibrahimovic?
0: What Dude, is going to I happen? Reckon, I reckon they've extracted all the good that Zlatan could have brought to them in the time that he has. He has expired there, bro. He is doing them more harm than good. He cost them the Coppa Italia game against us. I don't care what anybody says. It was his fault. He did score the goal, but it was his fault that they lost that game. And he is a man who is playing for his own ego. He likes milan more than any other club he has played for zlatan ibrahimovic has never been in love with a club that he has played for ever i refuse to believe it he just does not strike me as a man who has loved a club do you want to just butt in and country and like fight that for a sec
1: i said that a hundred times to people i said that on twitter i said that on twitter guys Hmm. you think ibrahimovic is a legend in any club he only plays for his for his the shirt for his for his sorry for his for his number for his mm-hmm. head for his uh, uh stats he doesn't play for your club ever never played for your club never. the guy yes maybe milan i feel a little bit because you know the difference i think they made his head bag in big in milan they mm-hmm. they brought him in and they told him listen you are the big guy here. We're going to make you lead the squad. So he felt like I'm the leader well, here.
0: Ego was smashed at Barcelona, bro. Yeah. He thought he was going to go there and be king shit. And then Messi had a sook to Pep. And Pep said, oh, is Lata on your bike because you're going straight away. Yeah, so absolutely. And like, that's that's the yeah, club that yeah. gave, gave him back. Yes, yes. Ah, let's move I to our club. Oh, yes, please do. we got please. to talk about our club. So Our club you know, a
1: little bit. Best offense in the league. Four points ahead. What, what do you reckon? Antonio Conte is staying with us? or
0: I reckon that the only theory or rumor that could be true is that Conte knows that next season, the club won't financially be able to meet his demands. So he is either A, going out guns blazing with the league in his back pocket, not burning any bridges, and we might even see Antonio Conte again at the club in the future. That would be brilliant for me. I would take that with open arms. But what I would do even more, Mo, is say, Antonio, please, just say, my bro, Say, You are great yeah. at what you do. Sometimes, stubborn, tactically, yes, but that's because he knows that what he has done works and it has worked everywhere and it is working here. We have not played football this nice since 2009 and even then, it actually wasn't that pretty. We are playing some of the best build-up football in Europe. Mo, I've never seen Inter create so many. St- <laughs> <Nice one. laughs> I've never seen Inter create so many scoring opportunities, and the stats reflect that. We have been in the top three teams in the world goal-scoring chances created from match day two. From match day two, since we romped Benevento and Fiorentina, that's for real, bro. So um, what do is- you? I'm,
1: I'm an FC Conti because uh, to be honest, I liked Conti when he. Let me just put it this way. I liked Conti when he was at Juventus mm. as, a, as a coach. I, yeah, I'm, I get what you're As saying. a coach. Dude, when you take a team, he, they finished, I think, uh, seventh or ninth the season before Conti, and he comes, he wins the league right away. Yeah. Three leagues. Goes to Italy, Pele, and Eder, and plays fantastic. Goes that
0: to That was uh, when I fell in love with the dude as a coach. Man. Right, when, what do you think? To, Euros? Oof.
1: Yes. The guy went to Chelsea, converted a backup fullback to the best wing back in the league, and converted a, 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 a winger that never played before uh, consistently to one of the best right wing backs. Came to Inter and I said, Yes, last season is strange, but our club is strange. Our club is Pazza. Our club is not easy to manage. It's not stable. There's a lot of things happen. Everybody hates us for some reason. The media is always talking shit about us. It's just. It ha- Let's just admit this, right? If you ask anybody in Italy, they don't. They tell you, yes, we don't like Juventus, but we're talking about the media. I look at most of the stuff. Everything that happens in Inter gets picked on. Everything, and it gets proportionally bigger and bigger and bigger. So Conti is how but now he is, I think, I think he's he's making the club bigger. And I kept saying this on this platform many, many times.
0: And I would like him to stay. I've got to jump in because it's so important. I really want to hear your opinion on this. Like, do you think that this guy has come to the club and seen how different it is being treated here after coming from Juventus? And he's actually assimilating and going, you know what? This is bullshit. I think I'm actually a part of this whole on the other side of the fence. Like my boy Christian Rivas thinks he's legit becoming an interista. I'm like, bro, I wouldn't count your chickens just yet. Like this is the guy who won Scudetti as a player and coach with the enemy. He He is an old lady in his heart. Always will be, in my opinion. And I think this whole personal thing is a Conte versus Agnelli and Juventus in that era. Not this to the club that I was born to love. So let me let me tell you my opinion.
1: Some coaches, some coaches in this world, when they uh, when they go to a club, they just put everything on the table for that club. And I think Antonio Conte is one of these people. Mourinho is the same. From Chelsea to enter to Manchester United to Tottenham, everything on the club puts his heart out for this club. And I think Antonio Conte. This is what we're seeing now. He doesn't care about Juventus. Yes, he was a, 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 a Juventus player all uh, for decades, and he was the Juventus coach, and he's a Juventus kid, right? But he coaches Inter now, and he sees how crazy we are. We are, as fans, are nuts about our club. We love our club to death, right? And he saw mm-hmm. this from day one, and he just, I think he's just, if these players are fighting, if these fans are fighting, I'm gonna fight as well, and I'm gonna be part of this, and I'm gonna fight with them, to win something and to be part of the history because he saw how Inter fans treat coaches if they give us something for the history. He's gonna stay in our history books forever if he wins us the Scudetto and ends the Juventus run. We as fans will love him forever. And I think this is, I heard Christian Rivas talk about this and I think maybe he's not an Interista, but he he is part of the Inter team now. Are you hearing me or i'm cutting
0: out i'm hearing you perfect bro the stream's going great i get you i get you a hundred percent bro hundred percent let's move on uh oh wait yeah one more thing we're favorites bro we are no doubt favorites do you see us going on and lifting the scudetto this season man?
1: yes yes i think now
0: in my opinion if you give me percentages
1: uh I give inter 80% Milan 10 Juventus 10, this is what I give. That's it. That's it for yeah. me. That's it. Yeah. This is the percentage. Uh,
0: Atalanta 4, Napoli 2 in a match where, you know, I kind of expected this result. Um, I think Gattuso's time is done. Unfortunately, I don't think he's been traded a hundred percent fairly, but it does look like he's slowly being phased out. Of that position, Atalanta have the second highest scoring goals after Inter, which actually makes us sound even more impressive, knowing that we're outscoring yes. that took the the team that took Europe by storm last season with their goal scoring. So I guess we'll start with Atalanta. Um, you know, where do you expect them to finish? You expect them to finish top four? I think you said earlier. And you know, do you yes. think that you um you expect them to see their their starters remain? Like you know, the likes of Zapata, Muriel, um, Gossens, who's fantastic. I'm a big fan of Ijic, but it looks like he'll be following the whole Papu Gomez thing, um, which we still haven't heard the full story about that. Yeah, I think it's going to come at the end of the season, but I think they're
1: going to finish top four. I think they are the most fun team in the top six. I'm an Inter fan, but I'm going to tell you. If if I'm a neutral and I'm going to watch a team, I'm going to watch Atalanta, right? Like, they're fun. They're fun to watch. They play good football. They... They entertain themselves on the field. For me, the biggest the biggest star on that team is not a forward. It's Gossens. This yeah. guy's going to the Euros with Germany. He might start. If he goes to the Euros with Germany and he starts for Germany, his value is going up. It's going to triple, bro. And the thing is, the way Atalanta... Run the club. They they kind of like, it's a business for them. They I think they it's just they make money, and if the system works with everybody, they sold Castania right, and he's a success in the Premier League. They got a new guy, and I think they, I think they will sell one of Muriel and Zapata at the end of the season. One of them is going, because yeah, I agree. The, you can't keep both happy. The system that Casperini plays cannot play two strikers every game. He, he's and both of them are really good to be a bench player, right? Like, do you agree? Both of them needs us yeah. st- needs us st- to be starters.
0: So both I think one of those players as well could adapt to any of the major leagues, in my opinion. Yeah. So they could yes. be restricted and stay in Italy. Not not for me. And Christian Zapata is actually is actually a very
1: physical player that will go very well with the Premier League. A lot of teams will come knocking and say, "We want this guy. He's he's going to be good." Ah, uh, Napoli. Where are they going?
0: Where are they going? What is going on? Why? Let's Bro, have... For me, for me, it's a presidential thing, man. They weren't stable before Gattuso. De Laurentiis is a little bit patso in his own way. So maybe this club needs a shift of identity, in my opinion, because I think other than that, you're just seeing the same sort of stale environment. And don't tell me that team on paper ain't good for me. That's the third best squad in the country. That's a good-looking team to me. That's a fantastic-looking team to me. They should be doing more, in my opinion, bro. Let's bring up the table while my boy Mo talks about Napoli.
1: Yeah, on on paper, Napoli should finish at least in the top four, but they're not. If you look at this screen, you will see that the last six games, they haven't won two games in a row. So you can't, by the way, if you want to be in the top six and the top four, you need to win to have a run. You can't just win a game and lose a game or win a game and tie two games. You can't do that. You need a win. You win two games, three games, have a run. Because the other teams around you, if you look at Nazi above them, they only lost to enter. And if you look at any other team, they, 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 like Atalanta lost one, I think, in the last, like, uh, uh, let's say about 13, 14 games. Atalanta lost only one. You can't do that. And I, I just... The squad is so good to be losing every other game, right? Like it's just—it's unrealistic. It's—it's—it's it's, it's unreal. I watched him, and sometimes I feel like the players are not performing to Gattuso's. He keeps yelling from outside and yelling and yelling, but it's are the players not playing for him? I—I I can't believe this because Gattuso is a guy that you think if he coaches any club, players will like him, right? Like he's a—he's a. He's a likeable coach he's he's close to the players but i don't know what is happening and this this man move 80 million
0: yeah.
1: I, I know your guy mario talks about a waste and a waste and a waste but i don't know 80 million okay imagine this 70 million for Lukaku and 80 million for man. how, is that, off, how is that even possible in a covid world
0: how is that even possible it didn't even strike me as a deal that Napoli were even close to being able to afford. Why did they even make it? I don't, I don't know. know, bro. I don't, if I would, was a fan of Napoli, I, I, would, I would be highly concerned about that. How are what what how are they gonna like manage this? If you, you million,
1: you yeah. Yeah. if you pay eighty million, yeah. If you pay $80 80 million in a COVID world, well, how, how are you gonna manage this? But anyway, as you said, De Laurentiis. It's not the greatest club owner uh, and he is just not sometimes. And I just wanna say, I, I wish Napoli well. Um, I like the club. It's, uh, it's one of my, let's say second or third favorite club in Italy and I just want him to do good and I want him to do good but I think Gattuso is not the right man for the job. What do you think, he's not the right man for the job? Do you think he should leave?
0: It looks like he's outgrown the environment or the environment has just outgrown him. They've just outgrown each other. And I don't think it's a reflection on his ability as a manager. I don't think it's a reflection on these players. I think it's just an, it's almost like a relationship just wearing its time and you've got nothing else to talk about. You're not necessarily fighting, but you're not necessarily having a good time either, are you? So it could be just something as simple as that because there's no reason for them to drop off on form after how high they ended last season. They yeah. won the, the Copper Italia final on penalties against Juventus, yes. didn't they? Yes. Yeah. So, do you to think... be honest, it looked like they would steered the ship at the end of last season.
1: Okay. Let me ask you something. Your personal opinion, do you think they
0: should sack him now 15 games to go? Not unless players have personally gone to the board and said, we don't like him. Okay. If that okay. happens and you've lost the dressing room to that extent, then you kind of have to think about letting him go. But as, as Mario always points out on the channel, they're never that far away from their objectives. Like even right now, they're only four points outside of the top four. In what realm is that season over? This is a shit fest. I think they should still stick with him and try and reach those objectives rather than switch up the manager. However, Some people might even argue that while they're still in the running for top four, it's easier to shift the manager now. So they get that little boost of motivation. I guess it's a bittersweet thing, damned if you do, damned if you don't, and hindsight is twenty twenty if you predict it correctly. So Uh, that's all I have to say about that, bro. Can we move on to Benevento and Roma? Uh, Can you say anything about that game? All I can say is that Fonseca is disappointing me as a manager because I thought with the start that they had at the start of the season, which was good, I think with the way that their front three was engaging with Mkhitaryan being able to run behind, he was playing so well with Iden Jekyll's hold-up play and his natural ability. Then Fonseca falls out with Jekyll, makes up with Jekyll. If you're going to publicly make up with him, you better be putting him as the first name on your team sheet. Why did it take him so long to sub him in? That's not good enough. If I was a fan, this would be a huge red mark against my manager. Monumental red mark against my manager. Eden Jekyll is not Mauro Icardi. He's not playing that shit in the dressing room the same way that our striker was. Cuz I saw someone compare that situation on Facebook before I'm like, "Holy shit, did you just start following football this morning?" So, yeah, Eden Jekyll situation is horrendous and watch him sign for juventus because i'd still take him as the vice lukaku and i think now's a great time for us to get roma's board on the phone and go next season let's take Jekyll off your hands actually if his contract's running out cut the middleman just go straight to idan Jekyll and his agent and go next season yeah you're still looking to play for a big club in this country we got you and he'll take a pay cut because let's face it, mm-hmm. he's been absolutely ransacked out of his own club. I don't know the ins and outs. I don't even think it's been released to the media because I'm sure I would have read about it. So for me, to answer the question, are Roma good? Yes, they are good. Are they a little bit of a mess behind the scenes? Of course they are. Mikatarian mm-hmm. is 32, having a great season. He was starting to almost hit career best form again. Yes. Take yes. a chance, tactical identity of... This team in the attack, so much by stripping Eden Dzeko out, I would say it is almost as monumental as stripping Lukaku out of Inter. That is what I'm comparing it to, bro. Fonseca has to wear all of this blame on his head. My God, he's lucky they're in the position that they are in. They're only in fourth position, 44 points. Bro, some fans might even look at you and say, oh, they're only eight points off the top. Ridiculous season, bro.
1: Yeah, but uh, let me just tell you something. Do you know Roma has not lost a game home this season? The only te- are the they are the only team, team in, in the only team in Syria that hasn't lost a game. Uh, exactly. Juventus lost one, so it's it. It shows you that the team there is a lot of problems everywhere, but actually on the field there is still force. They have a they have a big problem defensively, but offensively they are not bad. Mechitarian scoring nine goals, eight assists. Uh, now is a Djokovic bag. They can do good. They can push for top four. But for some reason, we as fans, we talk about Roma, but then we, we, we think it's, oh, Roma is like in 10th place. No, they are in fourth. They are on course to achieve the goal they set for themselves in the beginning of the season. Can't you say yeah. that? 100%. What's the goal? For Fourth position. We are now in fourth position. Have you lost at home? No, we haven't. You're scoring goals. Yes, you're you're conceding. Yes, but I think Roma is building one of the best defenses in Italy with Mancini and Kumbula. Like it's still Mancini. building. Yeah, it's still building, right? Like this. Th- these guys are young, yeah. but I think Roma is not bad. What about Benevento? They we had this hype about Benevento about 10 weeks ago but then now they are winless in 7. So we I'm in gonna- seven, 15th yeah. position on the ladder my friend. Um, yes. no no
0: no, go for
1: it, go for it bro. No no no, it's fine. I was just I was going to go to to the to the winless in 7. They, they, it's just it's strange, you know, like how a team a form can drop that bad suddenly. Suddenly they drop into yeah. 15th position
0: they still, there's still a Serie B team competing in <clears> Serie <Setia throat> A for the first time. So I'm not necessarily looking at their position on the ladder. What I'm looking at is the amount of points that they've acquired. And they've acquired 10 more points than the team in 18th position, which should still be enough motivation for Inzaghi to carry his team to scrape through and get points. And that's what he's doing. And that's what he's going to do until the end of the season. Benevento will survive relegation. He's done his job. He did exact, like, surviving relegation for Benevento is like winning another trophy for these guys. Yeah, so, absolutely. So oh, they will love it. And you know what? With the money that they get, they'll improve their squad a little bit. And next season is where you'll really see if Pippo Inzaghi, in my opinion, can cut it in Serie A. His time absolutely. at AC Milan is a joke that might as well not even be on his, his resume. That was really yes. unfair. Really unfair. It's no different to chucking Andrea Pillo in the Juventus realm this season. And yes. I think Inzaghi has done a great job, just like his brother. You can clearly tell they're a footballing family. Go figure. So, yeah. I like Inzaghi a lot. I liked him as a player, even though he never played for Inter. I mean, how can you hate the look of a goal scorer that celebrates like that, in my opinion? You just can't. I think he's doing a good job. I think yes. he's the yes. good job, And I think they survived relegation this season.
1: Yes. I think he's a good coach as well. I agree. I agree. Yes. Uh, Juventus. L-
0: least um yeah, Juventus uh smacked Crotone 3-0. Uh, to be honest, it was nil law in the 41st minute. If Crotone just kept paying some attention for five minutes, they might have been able to go back to the dressing rooms and regroup. But yeah. the Crotone defence switched off. Defender who was injured should have come off. Yes. And even as a fully fit world-class defender, you can't really defend Cristiano Ronaldo, let alone when you're a B-grade Defender to start with. You're injured. (laughs) With injury, yes. (laughs) Yes, with injury, yeah. To be honest, it was going to happen. Ronaldo grabs a juice. McKenny, who, let's face it, has had an impressive start. Are Juventus dependent on Cristiano still? And more importantly, Mo, because he is another Zlatan, my friend. He only plays for himself. Look at his face, cuz. He's pissed off. He wants to leave, yeah? I don't know if Juventus want to keep that wage on their bill next season. Do you think he leaves, and if so, what's next?
1: If he leaves, he's only gonna leave if he finds someone to pay him good money. If he doesn't, he still has one year left in the contract. He's just gonna get this year, you know. It's yeah. uh, because for me, I think Ronaldo at this point he's not only playing for the fun of football; he's playing to still to, to the image, to the business, to CR seven image. I think I, I agree with you here. He's still playing for himself. He's not, he won trophies, right? Like he won trophies everywhere he went, Ballon d'Ors and everything, right? He's just playing, just keep his image. What is after him? Okay, let's just tell, in my opinion, every UV fan and I think every UV fan, you guys know this, Morata is not the answer. (laughs) Let's just
0: put it this way. Also, just put it this way: they still need to pay another forty-five million euros if they want to redeem that obligational fee to Atletico Madrid. Like, so, so, just, just, someone
1: has to, someone has to, like, get Aniela's hand and say, "You guys made the wrong decision here." You know, like it was. This is not two thousand fourteen anymore. This is twenty twenty-one. You can't sign Murata in uh, like with this amount of money. But after Ronaldo. I always learn Juventus. They never run out of ideas. They will find somebody, a big name, to come next season. If they are smart, they're going to sell Ronaldo for money at the end of the season. I hope they they do because I'm done with being called retirement uh, league. I want someone new. I think the league is big enough to get a young, good striker for Juventus. Cristiano Ronaldo is... You can call him the GOAT if you want. You can call him the best player. You can call him the second best player. It doesn't matter. Big guy. Big player. Give a lot to the sport. Give a lot to Juventus and Real Madrid and Manchester United before. But again, 38 years old, you got to move on. Juventus, you're a big club. you got to move on, in my opinion. You, you agree with this? Yes. Like, you, we need, you need something else.
0: If I were the Juventus fan, I would really want Cristiano to leave. And it's nothing against him, once again. It would be an honour to have had him play. For your side, but as as you've just said perfectly, as a club, you need to make the respectable choice here. And 30 million for a 38-year-old, as much as I'd like to see him actually stay at Juventus next season, because I actually think it could cripple them, it is the stupidest decision from all parties. So if I was Juventus, I would be on the phone to your Paris Saint-Germain's, to be honest, going, You still want to build your brand, because as far as we see at Paris, Paris is the pretty much the only location because He's not going to go to Manchester City. As much of a gronk, I don't know if you know that word, in, in Australia it means like just a special kind of idiot who wants to piss other people off. As much of that as he seems, I don't think he's got anything to do to the Manchester United fans. So I actually no. think financially PSG is the only feasible location um, for CR7, bro, unless he goes to a, a league like the MLS. But yeah. is he, he doesn't, also doesn't strike me as a player that's ready to cash in for publicity. This guy still wants to look like the best.
1: Yeah, yeah, he still wants to play in the top leagues because he's still... I'm sure that Ronaldo still wants to go to the World Cup in Qatar the 2022. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. He'll so he's, the... not... Yeah, no,
0: he's not... Yeah, he's not going to... Do you think they're Scudetto contenders? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they've been the rival for day one. If you still get me into a corner and go, Anthony, who's going to win the Scudetto? I'll say like an absolute pussy that go Juventus is going to win the Scudetto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all these burn marks from all my life as an Inter fan. So, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when mathematically I see it. Uh, some This dude I know in an Inter fan chat today said it perfectly. He goes, I won't yeah. say we're going to win the Scudetto when we're one point away with 10 games left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I get I get exactly what you're saying, man. So are they Scudetto contenders, Juventus? Uh, yeah, clearly. Because when you actually look at their game in hand, even though it's hard against Napoli, they win that. They're only five points behind, and we still need to play them in Turin. So unfortunately, I actually can't entertain the Scudetto talk just just yet. It could be coming soon. Um, What a fantastic review of Serie A that was. And, you know, we've got a little bit of a treat for anybody who's still sticking around. We'll touch on some other um, topics now just to close out this particular final word, which has no doubt been the best final word yet. Top scorers in the league. You know, that's the only reason Cristiano picked up his balls and scored. It's because Romelu Lukaku scored. Um, and overtook him for the first time as Canieri this weekend. Yeah, so Ronaldo was really quick to do that switcheroo again. Yeah, bro.
1: Yes, yes, Ronaldo. Uh, two goals, to be honest, two great goals today. I, yeah. I have to admit, it's fantastic goals. But uh, you gotta look at the stat, and you're gonna see the difference between Ronaldo and Lukaku. The five assists, right? Like it's this is where Lukaku comes in handy with the team. Is not only scoring, he assists as well. His teammates, and also Lukaku gets involved in the build-up play most of the time with Inter, while Ronaldo is an is is a, is a what do they call it like a an end product, right? Ronaldo scores the goal. Lukaku, apart from the 17 goals he scored and the five assists, he actually is involved in the play from the midfield, like he creates a lot of stuff. But I, I want to look at the Chiro Mobley still in the in the in the capo cannonieri, but. I think it's between Ronaldo and Lukaku. I just want to move to the next screen if you don't mind. I, this is this is a very very like important uh, uh stat right here. Ronaldo, 18 goals out of 44, 41% of the Juventus goals. Yeah. I think That's Juventus nice. needs Juventus needs to look at this and ask themselves how are we so dependent on a 38 years old? Yes one of the best players in the history. But we are Juventus, right? We can't have one guy 30 years old doing 41%. The difference, Lukaku, we have 57, he's 30%. He's the least, other than Luis Muriel, but he's the least of these guys. And it's a big question, but this is a very important thing. Chiro as well, 14 out of 38. I think Lazio need to sharpen their knife a little bit up front because 38 goals is not enough. I think yeah. they need more. They need more. Uh, Lautaro, Lautaro being there makes me
0: happy, man. Makes me happy. Uh, I've got a stat for you, bro. Did you know that he has the most goals in the country without penalties? Oh, I
1: actually did not know this. I, yeah, I it makes you think, doesn't uh, it?
0: Yes. It really oh. does it's one of those stats that makes you go Shit! <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. especially since you said like a month ago it's like oh yeah he's doing really well in all departments but he's not doing what a striker's supposed to do which is yeah really yeah oh, hey, is, ever it's, he said that a few weeks ago now and to be honest he's, he's turned his focus around a little bit in the last three to four fixtures do you know if can you imagine Lautaro Martinez for
1: Inter if he improves his finishing like what Milito did between the first half of the season and the second half of the season in 2010? You remember oh. Melito after what half a season with Mourinho what happened to him? Like yeah. the best striker in the world. Lautaro yeah. Martinez improves finishing and oh boy, we got we got another Luis Suarez or we got another big guy. Sergio
0: Aguero on our hands. Yeah, yeah,
1: we got a we got another big forward. Okay, last thing, I hope not least, look at this and make, enjoy. And this is something that every Inter fan should look at and enjoy.
0: 11 that, combined assists. Are you serious? That's brilliant. See, this is why. Forget
1: the theory, right? The best in the league. Look at the 11. Who else? like, Luis Muriel and Zapata has 12. 11.
0: From but two game forwards game. that aren't meant to create that many opportunities. They're meant to finish mm-hmm. them. You've got 11 assists, bro. Yeah, this is this is what makes me. This is what gets me. Lukaku, 28 years old. Lautaro
1: Martini is 23 years old. What do we have in our hands? I think we have gems, and I said that in the beginning. It is, you have to play both. And if Lautaro keeps this consistency, and and I, I got to shout out to Mario, guys from Mentor Worldwide. He kept saying that Lautaro is not like finished. He just needs to improve a little bit. But also he said that Lautaro look at the numbers and they improved from a season to a season. Yes. He wastes a lot of chances, but he he only scored 11 last season, I guess, or something like this. He's now 13 and we're not finished yet. Yep. We're not finished. We're not, yet.
0: Bro. We're not finished yet, bro. Yes. That was absolutely fantastic. Thanks for bringing us that information towards the end. Um, You know, let's talk a little bit about what we learned for this week and then we're going to wrap it up because I'm very conscious of time at the moment for both of us. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: First of all, is Inter running away with it? Short answer, no. All right, and I'm just going to leave it at that. We ain't running away with anything yet until I see that we've played the same amount of games as Juventus and we're looking over our shoulder going, hey, y'all are three games behind or something like that. So really quickly, Mo, really quickly, what about you? I, th- I think I uh, think
1: it depends on the Napoli-U.V. game. This is this is what it is. If 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 they tie or the or, or Juventus lose, yes, we're a little bit have a breathing room. But if Juventus win with the game in Turin, it's it's really hard. It's 100%. really hard to say we're running away. Hundred um, percent.
0: Is the relegation battle shaping as we actually covered for a good five or six minutes in this show? Yes, we actually do think it's starting to break its own little curve away from the rest of the table. So yeah, we'll we'll see yes. how that happens we'll see how that okay. happens in the next couple of games um also most improved player for this match day or for just the last few weeks mo for the last few weeks i think is it lucatelli uh, for
1: my opinion i'm going to give you names and then you pick and then if you can add a name i say lucatelli donnarumma and lautaro
0: for me it's lautaro because you've seen a team go from second to first donnarumma yes. even though it's not his fault he needs to also wear the badge of the goalkeeper of the team that went from first to second. Locatelli, on the other hand, despite his amazing form, you're also looking at um, him playing for a team, Sassuolo, who is actually one of the least informed teams. They've actually won win in their last five. So So, that's what I'll I'll say. Most improved player as far as match day 23-24 is Lautaro Martinez.
1: Lautaro Martinez, our guy, our forward. Okay. And
0: wearing his jersey right now as well. It's Uh just that cool. That kind of love total vibe, bro. Yeah. Um, To my boy Mo, thank you so much for joining me on what was the best edition of The Final Word so far. Uh, and I think we'll be doing this quite regularly soon, my friend. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I hope that uh,
1: next week we're on top until week 38, guys. Enter on top. I hope so. That we do good. the last week and 38, we're on top. We'll party here.
0: we will. From all of us here at Inter Worldwide, Forza Inter, Forza Inter Worldwide. Ciao, ragazzi.